Live from the only podcast that is always at a two-man disadvantage, it's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Wolf Minority Podcast, the podcast that is not exactly happy at the chance to return to its bitter ways, but boy does it ever feel like coming home. On this week's show, we look back at a bland game against the crew, a disastrous game against San Jose, look at the weekend that was in MLS, and much more. But first, to our panel. Voted by coal miners everywhere, representing grumpy Englishmen, it's Duncan Fletcher. Hello. He was handpicked by Rowan Ricketts, Hackney's own all-star, he is Tony Walsh. Bira. Super sub from MLSsoccer.backslash.tfc underscore match reports as chosen to come off the bench. It's James Grossi. Feeling fresh, feeling limber, glad to be back. Nice. Fat rhymes. Right, seriously. You've, you've picked up a lot of, uh, sort of cliches. I've from been working on that one for like yeah, the yeah, last yeah, three your months. Okay. Yeah. Going to give it 110%. And I'm doing work with Kevin Costner. He's going to leave it all on the mic. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> God, please no. <laughs> Just sterilize the studio. Um, and as chosen democratically by the Podcasters Union, I am your host, Kristen Knowles. Um, before we dive into the show, I just have one really quick sort of comment about the All-Star Game. Other than the All-Star Games are ridiculous and all those things. But Clint Dempsey, really? What has he done this season that says, hey, you're an All-Star? What has Jack Wilshire done to deserve to go to the MLS All-Star Game? Hmm? That's hmm? a good question. What yep. have any of them done? Point Seba, mm-hmm. and I say that with love, but really, mm-hmm. it's not exactly having an all-star season right now, based uh, on last year. ESPN said he's the best player in the MLS in 2016. He's, he's an ESPY award winner. Mm. I know that yeah. counts for something. They don't totally give the, does. Yes. they don't give the ESPYs to just anyone. Yeah. No, are you sure? I think Mia Hamm has like eight of them. <laughs> don't. <laughs> anyway, she's a vegetarian. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. On to Columbus. Wasn't a terrible game. Wasn't a great game. Wasn't a particularly memorable game except for the weather delay, which was fun and delightful as always. Solid road game. Um, A bit of a surprise when the lineups were announced and we found out that 2016 SB winner for MLS Player of the Year and MLS All-Star Sebastian Javinko was not with the team. Yes, James. As predicted by Mr. Duncan Fletcher there on last week's episode that Seville would get a rest. I believe it was a joke, but it may have been <laughs> yeah, I was suggesting, <laughs> oh, yeah, when Altidore gets back, let's sit Jovinko. Yeah, let's, yeah. Mm. Uh, did he actually attend the ESPYs? He did not. That's a, originally not officially. Everyone, mm. No, everyone was like, oh, he must be at the ESPYs. No, no, what he, was he was in Toronto. He might have them in there incognito. It's kind of hard to put... Hiding. I mean, there's, there's like, a lot of... It's a the, sports thing. There's a lot of really big dudes there. That's true. It's yeah. possible you may not have seen him. Yeah. yeah. He was hiding behind Shaq yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Maybe he was a statue. Mm. 
<laughs> he was presented to someone. <laughs> Probably be a ham. Ugh. Yeah. So, he did not play on Wednesday. He did not go to the SBs. He stayed home. Um, Altidore didn't travel amidst all the chatter leading up to the road games that, you know, he would at least maybe be there. Um, so, yeah, it was... In my opinion, I still think it's points wasted for that particular game. I think that even with the younger lineup, Columbus isn't exactly real beaters right now. Mm. And in that game, they weren't either. <laughs> Possession stats notwithstanding. <laughs> um, I don't know. It was just it was a, it was a weird game. They they came out. They seem to come out so slow right now. Every game, it's it's the most important thing is the Trillium Cup is up for grabs. That is yes. true. So the oh, return, oh, the return, you, return leg is gonna be. Did you see the um, the response to what our query was when Ian was here about who got? Who, yes. So it's whoever the uh, is there actually official. There's an official rule. Whoever okay. the current holder of the cup is yeah. gets to keep it. Basically, it's like it's our cup and we're going home. It's, it's like the Ryder Cup. Columbus has to actually beat us or we keep it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's the king of the hill. Mm. Yep. Thing. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Yeah. You retain the title until you are beaten. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Even if you get beaten via, you know, a, a disqualification or something like that, you still retain the title. It has to be a, a clean yep. sub- submission or three count. It's like the honky tonk man slipping pass. out of the ring for the ten count. Exactly. Yeah. Walking away with a belt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly like that. To uh, put it into scientific parlance. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, it, like I said, the the first half of the game was. Not very good. It was a perfectly cromulent matchup. Something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. Didn't embiggen my normal spirit, though. Um, second half, once it got started, seemed better. There were some subs. Marquis Delgado got hurt. Apparently not too badly because he played again on the weekend. But I don't know. It was just kind of one of those weird, kind of wishy-washy games. Yeah. It is that time of year in MLS. Like, if you... If you Where kept everyone's wishy-washy? Eye, yeah, if you kept an eye on a lot of the other games. Like, I watched... DC and Columbus it was god awful on Saturday there was nothing happening and you know you get the summer weather you get the travel you get the compact schedules and you're going to get these sort of random stinkers that don't really teach you a whole lot about the other side sounds about right I didn't watch the game, so you know, I don't have a lot to add here at all. But, um, all right, well, the moment of the match, then. Let's just move right along. Duncan? <laughs> uh, the moment of the match, I mean, to give you a bit of a, uh, you know, sort of backstory to it. I mean, there's a great moment of, like, triumph overcoming adversity. Um, the the first hole, I hit my driver at, like, a 45-degree angle into the fescue. It took me five strokes to get out of the fescue. It was terrible. But then, by like, the third hole, I birded it. It was fantastic. You know, triumph over adversity. That Moving is the, the next That's on, a perfect uh, metaphor for. <laughs> That's an after school special right there, yeah. 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 Following on social media, mine was the juxtaposition of the attendance at Map Free Stadium and BMO Field, where the Argos match was taking place. Except for the hue in seats, very similar. Mm. Yeah, there was a lot of yellow at the Columbus game, and those mm. weren't people. <laughs> that was, I was like, there's, no there's people dressed as there's, benches. They it's were, they were, thing. they was, they was mm-hmm. like best, they win best costume. <laughs> they win the parade. My moment of the match? Mm-hmm. Well, I have two, I have two candidates because I got to come prepared. I haven't been here in a while. It's like the ESPYs here. <laughs> Which we get to win? vote, I know. <laughs> and I wasn't sure, I wasn't sure what other people would say, so I wanted to have a backup. So as you can see, we came stock with, with uh, facts, so <laughs> yes. Yes. good luck. So the first one is obviously the TFC goal. I mean, it was a very nicely worked goal. We got two youngsters combining with the help of Sheru 
to set up uh, what I think what I think displayed sort of the best best traits of both Chapman and Hamilton. The the run and pass from Chapman was some of the best one of the best little sort of five second passages that we've seen from him in his minutes here. And then Hamilton to sort of he was the one who actually won the ball in midfield back to Osorio to start off the play. And then for him to sort of be sharp enough to get back up against the back line and then to drift off the center back who went over towards Chapman and make that space for himself and then finish so confidently was just exactly what you want to see from some young guys. And then the negative... I was like, what's, I'm like, match, what's your backup? Yeah, yeah. A little bit of foreshadow in that there, dun, was, dun, dun. there was a moment in the 17th minute where... Um, Alex Bono came rushing off of his line to collect. He the would ball. never do that. He's an aggressive keeper. You got to give him that. Is that mm. what it is? <laughs> yes, you got to give him that. <laughs> that is a factual statement. You are correct. <laughs> yeah. And he and Josh Williams got their signals crossed, and Williams ended up heading it back for a corner. And it was just one of those one of those situations where the unfamiliarity between teammates was was evident. Now we get to vote. Positive or negative? I'll go with the goal. I'm going with Bono. Oh, Kristen. Since it doesn't impact mine either way, and we've got enough negativity coming up in the show later, I'm going with the goal. Yay! Kids win. (laughs) Kids, 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 kids. Children, future. (laughs) Um, My moment of the match was the weather delay, because it was funny. We got to see Mark... Hinkley's pictures of this of the playground. Our roving oh, reporter, I Mark Hinkley. Say he was on TV. He no, Mark no. TV. Sadly, that yeah. would have been great. Mm. Um, yeah, that would have been the moment of the match. Yeah, that totally would have been. That would be all the moments. Man of the match. Uh, you can't look beyond uh, my friend Dan. He got a hole in one. I wow. Oh, Dan, you, you can't. Yeah, you, you can't look that, beyond that. That, that was so, a magical yeah. moment. You're right. It's true. Those are rare on Wednesday nights in Columbus. <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah, in the yeah. in a thunderstorm. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I'll go with Jordan Hamilton. Why the hell not? Chances are running out with Josie returning. Mm. I did not come prepared on this one, and my answer is Jordan Hamilton. Three goals in four games. How do you look past that? Not man of the month. Depends who you are. (laughs) 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 Mm, That guy or Nick Haglund? I'm Uh, getting ahead of myself. Yeah, anyway. My... my, Mine's Jordan Hamilton, too, actually. I had Benoit Sheru, but I've, I've picked Sheru a lot lately. But even though it's hard not to because... He's awesome. He is ridiculously amazing. And without them, without him right now, they're toast. Like, there is there is no them having good results without Benoit Sheru right now. And he was good in that game, but it wasn't as consistent a performance for him. So that goal and seeing some more nice confidence from Jordan Hamilton uh, gets it for me for Jordan Hamilton. Goat of the match. Duncan! Um, I think that's got to be uh, my friend Sammy. Uh, during the golf tournament weekend, there was a sort of feat of strength, sort of keg tossing moment. Uh, he managed to toss the keg into the shed rather than down the backyard into the shed. Left a huge mark on there. It's uh, yeah, oof, you know, not ideal. That's not what you want to see. That's really no. not. That's poor no. form. That's poor yeah, form. He, yeah. the, the judges must have deducted points like crazy. Oh, absolutely. They, yeah, mm, yeah. I mean, you know, there was distance to it, sure, but, but you where's gotta, the style? Keep it within exactly. the lines. Like, mm. I think the disco might be having a look at that tape. Yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't get them started with the disco they went to after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the beacon was lit. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> he was saying it wouldn't it be one shit. without. Exactly. <laughs> it would be a shit beacon exactly. if it wasn't lit. Yeah. Um, I went with the architect of Map Free Stadium who decided to Ooh. build the entire structure out of lightning attracting aluminum. <laughs> ah, the Midwest. What's the worst? The entire Midwest. What could go, go that? wrong? You didn't come prepared for this either, did you? No, no, no. I got one. It's it's just a little bit unfair. It's Mark Bloom. And uh, it's because he was the last defender who was a little slow getting out on the play that ended up in Columbus's goal. And he was the one who was keeping Kamara on side. So we couldn't even have an argument. Wasn't that when he got hurt, though? Yes, he may have been hurt. And I did mention that this was an unfair goating of the man. Just, you know, like he couldn't move being injured. You can roll faster than that. (laughs) <laughs> All right, my no, no, wait. If he had gone off the pitch in the other direction, then the player would have been offside. So I'm just saying, All you right. got to be sharp. All right, mm. he is back after like an almost two year layoff. Oh, so. and I, I love seeing him out there. But <laughs> um, mine's uh, Jonathan Osorio again. Um, his first half was not good. Second half, not good. He missed uh, a couple of really nice opportunities. He just seems he seems so snake bit right now. Like even almost worse than Seba. Like Seba can't score to save Whoa. his life. Osorio can't do much of anything right now in most games to save his life. I don't know. And I love Oso. I want him to do well. I want him to be successful. Uh, but I continue, and I said this a lot last year, and the theme is reoccurring now. I wonder if TFC is the place for him, and if he should not. Just be set free to go be a good player for another team who plays a different system that will give him an opportunity. I don't know. I feel bad for him. I want him to do well. He's talented, but he is frustrating to watch right now. Stick him with those frosted girls, too. (laughs) I know. Mm. Chart that. That. Chart that. Is interesting. Mm -hmm. We need to uh, have a hair intervention. We need to do some statistical analysis to see... I think Production so. Production without versus dips yeah. versus. Yes, yes. I, I think this is clearly the key. Uh, Vanny Tactics. So, oh boy. Well, it's not entirely surprising for this particular match. Like, out of the two, mm. out of the two games this last week, Columbus was sort of the least worrisome in terms of talent they were facing. So if you're going to leave players home, if you're going to rust players, try the five across again, three at the back excitement <laughs> um why not against columbus it sort of seems almost logical but um i don't know it was a okay lineup the subs made sense basically in the second half i oh. sort of like the 352 in the sense that when you're playing a team that uses with the same way that columbus does having that option of just shutting it down out wide having those extra numbers there can take away a lot of their effectiveness so i'm not against it and also when it comes down to crunch time, it's always good to have options and to have your players a little bit comfortable with doing something a little different. There was one thing. He wasn't done. Why were you pointing at me? That <laughs> was just a deep breath for <laughs> that effect. That was a seriously deep breath. <laughs> yeah, it's called, oh, it's called, I, called I didn't drama. Know we were moving on. So. No, no, no. Um, continue, please. It sort of struck me as he, he did the opposite of what I would have expected. When you have these, these midweek games and you have road trips, you tend to emphasize the games against East Coast opponents because those are the games where the points the are points really, more yeah. relevant. Mm. And he seemed to dismiss that Wednesday game. Not dismiss, but to focus more on the weekend match against a Western Conference opponent than to emphasize that Eastern game, which I thought was strange. It's not necessarily disagreeable, but it was just 
interesting. I have a feeling we'll talk about Vanny Tactics a little more later in the show. Quite uh, possibly. Just a, just a, yeah, that's just, you're, you're just, that's a good, you got to get Something in my waters. Yeah. As I've said many times on this show about this, I, I just still having trouble ever figuring out what the Vanny Tactic is, what his bag of tricks is. I still have terrible time trying to find out where he's pushing this team or if if there is any kind of long-term plan or if it's just you know a day-by-day existence just doing enough to get through but i think i'll save the rest for later i think that's a good idea Um, as I say, I didn't watch the game, so who knows really about the Vanna Tactics, but all I'm going to say is it doesn't care. They got rid of Pekis. Boom! Yeah! Woo! Yay! Good times. Who cares about points? No I did. Pekis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wee! I did have one thing that I wanted to mention. Uh, about in, it, in addition, No, not Pekis. I'm not going to touch that third rail. Um... You know, for all for all that we've been disappointed with how the teams played over the last couple of months, they're they're a tenacious bunch in the sense that regardless of whether they're playing well or the opponent is is outplaying them, they're always in matches. We haven't seen this. Well, team I'm going to question that in about 10, 12 minutes. And as I've noted, I have a seven, <laughs> seven point defense <laughs> of that seven question. Seven point defense. Oh yes, oh, yes, 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 yes. He's been working on this since Saturday. So I I, I looked at some numbers because I needed some help in my defense and uh they've only lost one game this season by more than one goal and that was the three nothing loss in new york and you know this is a league that's that's pretty crazy and you see results like the struggling sounders destroying dallas five nothing and for a team to be that consistent and in every game regardless of how poorly they're playing is something that will serve well over the course of the season that's a, a fair comment I feel I think it's another, you know, sort of Bill Manning inspired sort of, sort of cultural change. Are we going to concentrate on being defensive, being in games? Now, if you're tough mm. to beat, you're tough to beat, you know? True. All right. Well, one last thing before we move away from the Columbus game. Was this match more being stuck at Randy Savage International Airport or winning the Intercontinental Belt. I have a problem with this. For one thing, you're almost implying that being stuck at Randy Savage International mm-hmm. Airport is a bad thing. Yep. That, that is the mecca there. of yeah. 1980s but, wrestling. Well, I never said that the Columbus game was a bad game, though. So it's kind yeah, of... Yeah, but the, the implication is there. As if the Intercontinental title is <coughs> this great thing and being stuck at RSIA is... Not good. Nice. Wow. <laughs> Local parlance. It just trips off the tongue there. It's got every. It's, it's got the George, the Animal Seal baggage drop. Okay, oh, that's working that, now? Yeah. The Flying mm-hmm. Elbow Bar. Mm-hmm. Ricky Steamboat's Hawaiian Grill. Miss Elizabeth's Salon for the Modern Woman. Oh, nice, nice. Yep. The Sunglass Hut, obviously. And 15 Sunglass Hut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's say, say there's, yeah. there's one at every door. <laughs> you walk through a Sunglass Hut to get in. So the answer is neither. It was the equivalent of being stuck on the Jack Nicholas freeway. (laughs) See, I just went with the airport because I thought the airport was quite fantastic. So So you thought the game was quite fantastic? No, I just like the airport. Oh, Mm. okay. I like a good airport. Intercontinental flights. Yes. Daily. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) To the intercontinent. To Sarasota, Florida. Yeah. Direct service to Sarasota. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Duncan? Um... 
Yeah, I, I think you know it's, it's about being at the airport. It's it's good times there. It's you know, is, it, is it really winning the Continental Belt? No, but you know, that's a, that's a lot of pressure, mm. and it's huge. Oh yeah, you can't re- wear regular trousers if you have the, if you're the Intercontinental. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to fit in the regular loops. No, no, no you no, got to get no. custom made. Yeah, yeah. custom made belt yeah, loops. No, no one wants that. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm. RSIA wins. I'm going to go straight down the middle and say it was like a trip to Columbus. Mm. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's quite the damnation. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. All right. Well. You're pretty happy when it's over. <laughs> you got to do it sometimes. Get it over with. Well, that's it. We don't have to go back to Columbus at all this year, so it's good. There's always next year. Hooray. It's true. But, but what if we make the playoffs? No, Columbus won't. So. Exactly. <laughs> What do you mean if we make the playoffs, Duncan? Clearly, we're we're making the playoffs. We're an MLS Cup contender, my friend. Oh, yes, yes. We really are. Mm -hmm. On paper, we are the best team in MLS on paper. Have you seen us at full strength? Three straight off-season championships. That that adds up to MLS Cup contenders. That's just math. That's just science, Duncan. Mm -hmm. All right. You Plus, I your... think we've, we've won the in-season, never mind the off-season. I think we've won the transfer window yeah. just by getting rid of Paquise. We've, uh, we've won this transfer window. Addition by subtraction? Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, as long as we actually do actually do some additioning, because, you know, the, the big problem is salary. If they can actually spend that better, hooray. But if they're not going to do anything with it, then, you know, I will even, I will admit, you know, I'd rather have Paquise than nothing. But you know, hopefully whoa, they will whoa, do whoa. better things. Wait, wait. <laughs> hopefully they will do That's better. That's not things. the Duncan Fletcher I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you will be disappointed to know that I'm working on a piece for next week that'll shatter your illusions about Perky. Ah, okay. Yes. Is it all about his last his last sad visit to the the Polish restaurant in Mississauga? And he had to say goodbye. To no, his but Polish I would have community. loved to have gone. <laughs> I <thought they> had, <laughs> fly on the wall yeah, for that. See, right? Yeah, no. Yeah. Was, was he at Starsky's picking up some kielbasa? I don't know. He was Instagramming. Saying goodbyes. Starsky's is awesome. I wouldn't know. What about touches? Putting putting pierogies on a big baguette. Yeah. Confusing everyone. Uh No. (laughs) No, it's not good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this past week there were a lot of games played in MLS, it seems. Seems every time you turned around, there was another game. And here to tell us what happened in all of those games is Duncan Fletcher with this week's MLS wins and losses. Duncan? Thank you, Kristen. You're welcome. I'll show you an unexpected red card. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we start off with a, a quick recap of the midweek action. Uh, Chicago won, Vancouver kept a clean sheet, and Seattle beat Dallas 5-0. Where are we? Uh, wackiness all around, really, but uh, no time for that midweek stuff. We start with Friday. Uh, Stephen Bloody Gerrard scored the winner for the Galaxy Boo. over Houston. Uh, their third straight win, coming despite Robbie Keane missing a penalty. Uh, on to Columbus. Hola, Kamara scored again. And uh, Silvio Petrescu made an awful decision <laughs> to send off Harrison Awful in a 50-50 challenge where he pretty much got all the ball. Uh, the crew held on until the 89th minute when Fabiana Spindler popped up to score his first goal since April. Uh, finished 1-1, leaving both the crew and DC out of the playoffs. And the crew just one point ahead of Chicago for last overall. Uh, on to Saturday, the Rapids got another clean sheet and another win, uh, unbeaten now in 14 straight league games. Uh, this one was against the Sparks, who also lost to Chicago in midweek. <laughs> uh, talking of Chicago, they took that one-game winning streak to Frisky Frisco, where Mark Hinckley's FC Dallas promptly stopped that train with a 3-1 win. Some uh, lovely goals, really. 
Fabian Castillo setting up the first with a Ribona-style cross for Maxi Ruti. Mauro Diaz hitting a 30-yard laser into the top corner. Arturo Alvarez scoring direct from a free kick to make it 2-1. And Castillo finishing it off with more fantastic win play to set up Mauro Rosales. Uh, that means Dallas remain top of the league despite the midweek loss. And Chicago remain bottom with just uh, two points on the road all season. Uh, more importantly, Dallas clinched the hotly contested Brimstone Cup. Hotly contested? Huh? Huh? Yeah. I get it. Uh-huh. The veal is delicious here. Yes. <laughs> uh, on to Vancouver. Where Orlando came in having not scored a goal in the last three matches uh, since they got three against Toronto, in fact. Uh, they probably put up two against the now defensively hapless Whitecaps. Uh, sadly, they also missed a penalty from Julio Baptista, who absolutely skied it. And even more sadly, they allowed Vancouver to score twice. So it only 2-2. Uh, not much help to either team's playoffs hope, really. But uh, there may be a saviour on the way for Orlando. As reports have come out that Jason Christ Superstar uh, is in talks Amen. with them to take over from Adrian Heath. Uh, moving on, RSL and the T-Terrace drew 0-0. Big all round there, really. So we go to Sunday. Uh, another meeting of Paul and Seattle with a friendly... Uh, sorry, with plenty of pre-game TFOs rubbing the MLS Cup into the Sounders fans' faces. Uh, most notably, a Freddy Krueger-inspired Legends Never Sleep thing. And a, uh, that was pretty cool, I have to say. Like that's, mm. That was impressive. And a uh, Bender-inspired Kiss My Shiny Metal Cup. Uh, personally, I had to go on the lines with, uh, here's something metal to stick down your cock. But uh, Timbers fans are apparently a wee bit more polite. Uh, it would be more factual. <laughs> it would be more factual, yes. More apropos. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for the game, Diego Valeri scored twice. Fernando Adi added a third. It ended 3-1, instantly killing off any momentum Seattle might have got from a midweek stuffing of Dallas. Uh, maybe the signing of Uruguayan international Nicolas Lodeiro will help, but they're nine points off a playoff place already, so time's running out there. Uh, next up, Montreal hosted the Pizza Rats uh, with more goals for David Villa, Jack Harrison and Frank Lampard via a fat deflection. Uh, they came up with a 3-1 Only win. time he does. <laughs> Uh, Harry Ship scoring for the impact. That was the sixth away win of the season, uh, leaving them still at the top of the East and uh, continued the impact slump in form whenever Didier Drogba's in the team. Uh, they've now only won two out of seven games at the House of Cheese this year. Uh, finally, a very entertaining game between the Energy Drinks and the Union in Chester. Red Bulls went 2 0 up through two goals for Sasha Kleiston for a soft penalty converted by CJ Sapong and a Chris Pontius tap in in the space of two minutes tied it up. Um, down to 10 men, uh, Union went, but uh, they kept it going. There was a very frenetic last 20 minutes. No one actually scored, though, when uh, it finished 2-2. And uh, basically, we get to uh, our one and only interesting quote of the week. Uh, Jesse Mark. Jesse Marsh, even. What does he <clears> sound like? I don't know. All right, we'll find out. Anyway, Jesse Marsh was unimpressed with his team. Boo. Ridiculously. I had to go to five of the bike when we were up a man because I didn't feel like we could defend. Tom Jones. For me, there was only to help manage the game tactically so that we could somehow stop giving away big chances. Mm. <sighs> right, man. Said... Wow. I mean, it, it's nice of him to step up and 
you know, kind of spread things around a little. He really encapsulates the league. I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He represents everyone. Yeah, Indeed. it's true. It's Bless good. Bless him. Uh, He's anyway. modern MLS. Yes, MLS four point oh three point five three point five. Okay, nice. Uh, anyway, that would be your MLS wins and losses for the week. Uh, back to you, Kristen. Thanks, Duncan. You're an all-time two-man advantage. Oh yeah. up on this week's show is the look at Saturday's game against San Jose. Oh, good. So there's not a lot good you can say about this game other than Justin Morrow's goal, which was a lovely goal. Uh, Yes, Toronto are fighting injuries and missing players and have played lots and lots of games, but so is everybody else. But to lose when you're up by two men is hard to spin that in a positive way. And to me, watching that game, to watch them dispiritedly play. Like, there was, to me, not a lot of fight in that team um, through large portions of the game, especially in the second half. It was, you realize you're up two men. You realize that there is an advantage here to be taken advantage of, and yet. Yes, I realize San Jose was defending strongly, and that TFC has about this many ideas on how to work through a team that mm. actually defends, but... I, I think that's mainly what it comes down to. I don't think it's so much about lack of fight. It's about lack of intelligence. It's like mm-hmm. as soon as they went out, they'd stayed, they were desperately trying to score the right now, and they only had two plans to do that. It's like, well, let's get the ball out to Endo and throw a cross in. Oh, that didn't work. Right. Jovinko's got the ball 30 yards out. There's a whole bunch of players ahead of you, but shoot! Oh, that didn't work. And that's just all they tried. And you've you got 40 minutes. You can be patient. You can... You know, even just pass it around, tire them out, and eventually it'll pay off however many minutes down the line. It, it was very, very dispiriting to watch. Not so much for the result. Shit can happen sometimes, but yeah. just the way they did it. Ugh. Oh, no, it was that was that was depressing to watch. That yes. was like 2013 yeah. to watch, basically. Yeah, no, I, I got to agree, really. Not necessarily for lack of trying, but just for constantly trying the same thing despite it obviously not working and I get what you're I get what you're both saying with that but I I feel like like I kept watching the game and I kept waiting for maybe that was it maybe that was, I didn't see them trying anything different and but it felt like even when they were trying the two completely useless ideas um there didn't seem to be I don't know there didn't uh, there was there wasn't there was intensity but in the wrong way mm. it was desperation as opposed to you can be hey, intense and run at a wall yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like it's it's the wrong kind of intensity. It was it wasn't that we have the advantage. We can take this to them. It was oh dear gods, we have an advantage. We we, we need to do something, and they oh. didn't know how to do it. And mm-hmm. that's that's frustrating on a number of levels, regardless of who was out there. And that was a more veteran team I think out that's there. That's an alarming trend with TFC sure. that they have trouble unlocking situations they're not used to. Hmm. They're, they're, there was you, no, you cheat know, code they've proven that they can be quite good when they are take control of a match, as we saw more in the earlier part of the season, when they're imposing their 
their will more. But when they come across a situation where maybe they're not, you know, they don't face all the time, there's there's a lack of footballing intelligence sometimes. Well, this is uh, this is in addition to my later seven points that we'll get to shortly. What? Oh. <laughs> I don't believe we gave you dispensation for more than seven points. Two things. Two things. Nine points. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is I'm curious to see how this game would have played out if it had been in Toronto as opposed to being in San Jose because I don't think you can eliminate the fact that the crowd was as riled up as they were from the two controversial red cards and the sort of energy that that gives the home team in terms of not just the energy that it gives the home team, but the sense of urgency that it implies in Toronto. Like, Toronto was trying to force the issue. And I wonder if some of that was the was a reaction to the sort of atmosphere that was pervading the building. So they got to be able to handle that, though. No, no, of It's course. not exactly I, Fenerbahce. Yeah, I do feel like <laughs> even at, at BMO Field, you know, that would have fairly quickly turned from a, wee, hey, it's exciting, this is going to be great, to uh, quite a negative, what the fuck are you guys doing? I mean, that's kind of the atmosphere that was on Twitter there. I, I feel like the, the home crowd could have been very... Well, it turned on them quickly. Turned on them and like, kind of Not put the pressure on them. Not every fan base is as quick to turn on their teams <laughs> as certain other fan bases, I'll say that. Uh, the, that. That leads into my second point, though, which is... If we look at how inexperienced large chunks of this team are, then they're not necessarily going to be able to deal with those moments of adversity in the same way. Like when you're relying on Jordan Hamilton, when you're relying on Jay Chapman, when you're relying on Jonathan Osorio even, I don't know if they're necessarily the ones who are going to overcome those sort of things in the same way that Michael Bradley or Will Johnson will grab the game by the scruff of the neck. Fair. These are addendum points. They're not the main ones. Mm -hmm. Footnotes. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I will refer to the appendix later. Yes, sir. exactly. Yes, I feel it's Cite your a bit sources. strange to, to clarify that as having to react to adversity is going up. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Like, how is really this being adversity? adversity? Yes. No, no, it wasn't the being up to men as much as it was the. This was a, a corollary of of the atmosphere point, wherein it's where Han Solo <laughs> was born. <laughs> the, the atmosphere point. Um, corollary. Okay. No, it was more sort of a youth tend to be impetuous and they get big eyes when things come their way. And so the two men up sort of added to that frantic nature. And and this point is more, it's not so much the home experience or the two men up as it is. Well, the two men up plays a factor in the sense that a young player goes up by two men and they try and force things because they feel that the game should be playing. But that wasn't an entirely like yes, they're missing some veteran players, but that was a more veteran lineup than they've had in over a week. And that's why it's only an appendices. <laughs> I just find it difficult to look at this game and use anything that equates the statement poor TFC. Mm-hmm. Woe is them. Oh, I'm, I'm not saying that. And What's in your seven points then? My seven points has nothing to do with this being a terrible performance that they should be ashamed of. The seven points is that 
You don't think they should be ashamed of that performance? No, no, I'm saying they should oh, be ashamed okay, good. of that performance. They should have gone in there and done better. When you have two men, you should win the game. But should and do are two very different things. And there's often myriad factors that come in Excuse play. Excuse me while I look at this little, a little conversation thread. I seem to remember you telling me that I was crazy for saying that they should have won this game. and that No, I was, no, no. I, was I never being... said... I, I said, well, if we want to get into... We're skipping ahead now, to be honest. <laughs> Anyway, I've seen a number of people say this. It's, it's interesting to see the swing in opinions and perceptions of this game from while it was happening to an hour later, four hours later, the next day, the next couple days, where it's gone from this was a shit performance that, sure, yes, should be hopefully tossed by the wayside, learned from, because you can't forget that sort of performance. But I have, I've seen people say, oh, well, it's not their fault. It is their fault. That's a flawed there narrative. Are two people. It, it makes like, people feel better about themselves like, for still supporting the team. I don't. I don't want to feel better. I don't want to make them feel better. I, I want. I want them to realize that they fucked this up. Yes, it's one game, and in, in the overall scheme of things, if they don't do that ever again, then fine. It's one of those ones eventually we'll forget. But it's not one of those ones that I think is going to be like, oh, do you remember that game in San Jose? Like if they win the next three, no, I'm still going to remember that because that was bad. That was poor planning that was poor playing that was poor managing it was just it was just a poor effort all around in my opinion so that's just my general statement okay i don't disagree and i think i've been consistent from while the game was actually happening as to what level of opprobrium was required regarding what level of who that's where chewbacca was born (laughs) opprobrium (laughs) nice someone take his thesaurus away from him please (laughs) all right Lay it on us. All right, point the first. Mm. Point the first. Sometimes you don't lose the game. The other team wins it. Sure. The first thing that we have to look at when looking at this game is that, yes, TFC should have done better. Yes, they didn't live up to expectations. But San Jose put in one hell of a performance. To lose two men in controversial circumstances, to stay tight the way they did at the back, and then to take their only chance to go forward to score a game-winning goal, that's... That's what you want from a team at home. And, you know, we, in our, in our effort to see TFC as something bigger than an MLS club, as, as one of the high-profile clubs that goes out and spends the money, we, we overlook some of the simpler aspects of MLS. We're like, this is a tough league. This is a physical league. You need big guys, and there's nobody who knows how to set up their back line to be as difficult to break down in this league as Dom Kinnear. And I think I think before we start analyzing how poorly TFC did, we have to give a nod to San Jose for the way that they. Well, they're much. tremendous at home. They are fantastic at you home. You know, they've yeah. only lost the one game. That is a corollary to point the first. There you mm-hmm. go. I will. Getting, I will give them that. Yeah, defensively they played well, and like we mentioned before, you know, Bernardes, you know, you're not going to win many headers against him. Bingham as well did very good coming out for crosses, and even like Wondolowski was kind of like leading the defensive effort. Wando kind of defending on the edge of his, his 18 yard yes, box. that was weird. So yes, San Jose did very well. I feel like TFC completely sort of played into how they would have wanted TFC to attack and didn't really adapt their attack at all. And um, so yes, I would agree. San Jose made it. Did very well. TFC made it easy for them to do well. They did indeed. Which leads us to point the second. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Sometimes the man advantage is not always an advantage. Two man advantage. Um, with San Jose, San Jose 
being at home is encouraged to come out and play. That's sort of a generally accepted norm in soccer. The home team, it's the home team's job to come out and play. Sure. But when they go down one man and then they go down two, they have no interest in going forward anymore. They create the tight two lines of four, Chris Wondolowski defending around the arc. Like that, with the game tied, with them scoring the first goal and then the game quickly tied thereafter, it was in their interest to not venture forward. They were trying to preserve the point given the circumstances. And when the opposition is encouraged to stay that tight, um, it's it's hard to break them down. And this comes down to TFC's lack of creativity in breaking things down. Now, TFC is a team that um, I think we've we've seen over the course of this year that they're not a team who does particularly well at picking apart opponents. You know, they're a team that's beat. And this, this comes to something that we'll talk about later, which is Jovinko's struggles. And this comes down to... When TFC has been at their best this year, when we've seen Seba do his fantastic things, it's in transition. It's before the other team can get three or four defenders in his way. And for San Jose to be encouraged to sit back by the circumstances of the game played out of TFC's hands because the initiative was no longer there for them to spring attacks, which is where they flourish. That's point number two. Again, I wouldn't necessarily disagree. Again, I'm a very agreeable person. Indeed, <laughs> you, you really are, James. Um, but yeah, you know, again, this they had, there was 40 minutes. Exactly, we didn't to have to just to keep think doing the same thing. To with the subs coming in, to have someone come in with a little note in their hand saying, "Guys, this is what we're going to try now." To have you have this much. Well, actually, then that's and that's a problem with TFC is they have almost no footballing intelligence, and that's an issue, mm-hmm. and that goes from the coach on down. Um, and, and I'm not saying that Vanny's stupid. That's not the statement there. But I'm not saying all Maybe the players are stupid. or wiliness. Well, you know, outside of Sheru, who even Sheru was not particularly, again, maybe based on who he was working with, but there has to be, as Duncan keeps saying, over 40 minutes. It's not like they were up two men for five minutes. That's hard to come back from. Or just up a man. And a man advantage plays out differently than a two-man advantage. Absolutely. But there has to be... There has to be a willingness to try something different. There has to be an attempt, and there no, was none of that. I fully agree, but this sort of just backs up those other two points, which is San Jose did a good job, and the man advantage wasn't particularly an advantage for Toronto. Like, if they don't have the quality right now to break down a side, then just saying go break down a side isn't going to make it happen. You know, If they don't have the nose, then they don't have the nose. Which brings us on to point three. Go on. Oh, my God. Point three is the game winner was a fluke. You could take that shot on Alex Bono 100 times, and it goes in once out of 100 times. But and I, anytime something happens and it's a fluke, you sort of have to question how, how many lessons. How is that lessons. goal a fluke? Because the goalkeeper made a mistake. You had a young keeper in net who made a mistake. That, that happens. Although I'll charge that a draw in this situation, not tremendously better. This is very much true, but I'm sure if they drew, it wouldn't have been... The ire would be less. The, it agreed. wouldn't have been the historic no. failure of epic yes. proportions that agreed, everyone has but made. So the the core of the result that we're debating here is the loss mm-hmm. under those circumstances, and that loss was a function of a young goalkeeper making a bad mistake. And I would say two defenders, Josh Williamson and Stephen Bettershaw, both letting, maybe, letting yes. a guy. maybe because of like the referee sending players off for not really much at all. They don't want to make a <laughs> tackle, so they're just going to, well, I'm just going to 
be close to him. But yeah, I mean, the defenders kind of let him get to a position where he could shoot, and then the goalie let his shot go in. It was, you know, there was a lot of bad play involved with that. I, I haven't looked at the tape, but I would wager to say that like Simon Dawkins was one on six in that situation. And anytime a guy scores a goal like that, it's a combination of mis- mismanagement by the defenders and kind of fluke. Kind Fucking experts, eh, Duncan? Mm. Fucking experts. He put some English on that shot. That's my working theory. Mm. Hey. Are you ready for point four? Let's. I am breathless with anticipation. Point the fourth is sort of a weak one, I must admit. Oh. Let's go after this one. Exactly. <laughs> Come on, dummies. So I crunched, I crunched some numbers. And, uh, oh, no, he's going to throw numbers at us. Yeah. I'm out. There, yeah. will, there will be math. Is um, there a test? TFC, with their current six or seven players who are out, are missing $11.5 million worth of salary at the moment. In a league, so? where, in a league where the salary cap is nominally three and a half, four million $4 million, any team that is missing $11.5 million for the players is going to be struggling. Failure any team deep. that's stupid enough to spend 11.5 million players on two players is going to struggle when they get hurt. Well, it's not like they could spread that $11.5 million amongst the team if they wanted to. That's the nature of the cap. I actually broke it down into non-excess DP funds Ooh. if this works better for you. And they are missing on. $1.5 million out of their roughly $4 million cap. So any team that is missing... That sounds like some poor wonking to have that much kind of tied up in how much, so uh, few players. That's a wonky cap wonk how right there. How much salary was sent off for San Jose? How much salary? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so $1.5 that's not all Will Johnson. No, $1.5 is Will Johnson. It's the cap hits for Josie Altidore and for Michael Bradley removing their excess for DP. It is Clint Ashton Irwin. Morgan. It is Clint Irwin. Dan Lovitz featured in there Dan somewhere. Dan Lovitz features in there. I, Clint Irwin features in there. I feel, given the fact that Justin Morrow was playing, I think there was very little chance that Ashton Morgan was going to be playing anyway, so I feel like that's a little... Uh, it's just a numbers game. <laughs> <laughs> the point The point is is that a team... Lies, that damn lies, and statistics. <laughs> like statistics game. can be used <laughs> to prove anything. Yes. 75% of people know that. Um, no, the the fact is that you know any team that is missing that much quality when they are limited. I, I quibble with spend. your use of the word quality. You would, but. and I would be right. There was a lot of quality on the bench, Well, not on the bench, not on not on the, the bench. Yes, the no, a lot of quality room. not on the bench for sure. Yeah, can't argue with that. Yeah, I'm not arguing with this all of it. This is going surprisingly well. I'm surprised. Mm. Uh, point the fifth. Now this one is particularly weak. Um, <laughs> I, had to, I had to go weak in the middle so we can finish strong. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm super uh, excited by this. Point the fifth is travel. Oh, no. stop it! Just scratch that point right now and admit you have a six-point plan. Everyone has That's to travel. That's fucking ridiculous. They were heading west. They had a charter. They had not jet lag to deal with. Travel? No. Fuck off. Randy Savage International Airport. There is, no, there is no using high travel class airport. as an excuse for this one. They no, all had no. new sunglasses. It's not like they were flying back. No. I don't give you this one. Oh, I protest. Finished. Oh, let's hear it then. Sorry. There was also a delay in the Columbus game. 
15 no. minutes. James. <laughs> Give me a break. James. <laughs> Are you kidding? I don't know what their timetable was. I don't know if they chartered directly out that night. You think they hit all night? the lights they because of that They did charter directly out there. the traffic patterns in Columbus, Ohio. I admitted this was a rather weak point, but it is something that has to be... It, no, it doesn't. No, this is MLS. This happens every single week, every single month, Yeah, and every, every single, single year. week the road team struggles. Like, I mean, it's it's a generally accepted fact in this league that travel is difficult. TFC is the second best road team in the league. Are we really? Points, yes. No, in the Eastern huh. Conference. Was it Eastern Conference only, yeah. that chart? Mm. Okay. Still? With New York City's six away wins. Yes. Mm. Beating us, yes. Yeah. Um, but no, you don't get travel for this one. No, I protest. That's fine. You can do whatever you like. <laughs> I'm going to. Thank you. It has been done. <laughs> What's point six, James? Point number six is it was one damn game. You know, looking at anything over the course of a season in isolation is is outrage-inducing, and it's fair to a certain extent, but it also loses sight of the bigger picture. Which is what? But that, that the team played a bad game in the course of their 34 games. So season. we should just, again, as I said earlier, we were just supposed to slough that off? But that's what we're here for. To, to look at games one this at a time. This is why we're here, James. This is why we're here. You know, or we could just do one podcast at the end of the year. Exactly. To, to, like, to cover the whole year. And no, this, no, this no. This is not the Hoop and Chains podcast, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the point is not that we should not be critical of one game. The point is not that we should not look at this game and say it was disappointing. The point is how much does this one performance actually tell us about the future prospects of this team? And do when you, you feel it has no... There's nothing alarming about... Their oh, no, no. I've fully admitted that it was a bad loss and they should have done better. And I think even they will say that they're very disappointed with how But you don't think that this underlies or underscores or no, highlights any particular issues with the team? a lot of the issues with the team. But using this one example as this is what the team is about is just flawed logic. Well, I think it's potentially just the like the high point of like the the argument that yeah TFC's not that good when they're having to take the initiative when they're playing against a team that's going to sit him back and inviting them yeah you attack us and we're going to sort of sit back and make sure Javinko doesn't get a lot of space and you we're not going to be that ambitious TFC hasn't really been good at beating those teams all season really this is a, a very sort of fine illustration of that particular season wide point and to sort of like hang, a, hang this on a past Vanny comment of recent days about the one the one nil wins and this is what teams do to win playoffs and stuff. How are they going to win in the playoffs against every team in the league that now knows how to beat them whenever they want if they pay attention? Well, even mm-hmm. the even the Vanny comment about win games one nil wasn't talking about winning a single game one nil. It was about establishing the pattern. You know? I, did I say it wasn't? Mm-hmm. I, I believe I just talked about games in the playoffs. Mm. I did not talk about a singular game. I said teams. I'm pretty sure I said multiples. And we're talking about whether one should extrapolate how this team has done based on one game as opposed to... But I'm talking about style of play, and though. on to point number seven. Oh, good! Which Duncan actually managed to stumble into. Hooray! Well done. Good <laughs> job, <you>. Duncan. <laughs> good stumbling, Duncan. Is that the lesson of this game Ooh. is not how much are they disappointed in this game it is how much of a problem goal scoring and taking the play to the opponent has been all season long now mm-hmm. I have some more numbers for you if you'll give me a second all oh, math in the last 21 matches Jesus both is league that and the entire cup season? that is just about the entire season going back okay. to the first two games mm-hmm. TFC has only scored more than one goal on three occasions 
two of those games, they lost. So two of the times that they scored more than one goal, they lost. The other one that they won was the first leg of the Voyagers Cup against Montreal. Hmm. Every other game, they have scored one or zero goals. That's a bleak stat. Wow. That's terrifying. That's, that's a good and stat that, that I hadn't realized. Uh, is wow. the How lesson of this are. game is that this team has not struggled because they had a two-man advantage and they didn't take advantage of it. This team has struggled because they cannot find the second goal. And to focus on this one game being a huge disappointment sort of ignores the lesson we've been learning all season, which is that this team needs to do better at scoring more. Which I believe, I, I feel like I, we've yeah. been saying I, that I would, every week yeah, over and over again, suggest, actually. You do listen to our show, right? Sometimes. Nice. <laughs> Damnable lies. I would lies. suggest, you know, rather than it's, oh, you know, it's not about the rest of the scene, this is like exactly, this really drives home the points. Yeah, this particular game highlights it in yeah. like, well, this puts game, a bow on This it. game very much does fit into that pattern. All There's, that I'm saying is that the two-man advantage ha- has very little to do with, well, not very little to do, but has less to do with the problem as we're mm. discussing it than... But if anything, yeah. it definitely illuminated it maybe to more people than may have noticed them losing a full-strength loss, even if they had the same difficulties and struggles breaking down that oh, team. Oh, no, that's like, very true. If they had true. lost to a full-strength San Jose team, I would have been... No, I, I, I expected them to lose this no, no. game on... Oh, wow, I got the goals right. Oh, that's sad now. I didn't want to get that prediction right. Um, But... I expected them to lose because San Jose is a very strong team at home at full strength. And my point but was was that based on situation, we should not be overreacting or underreacting to anything when the clear We just lesson. shouldn't react at all? No. Everyone's free to react however they like. I'm just saying if we want to analyze this team rationally, we're going to be looking at the longer picture mm-hmm. rather than... Okay. You start throwing I mean, around words like rational. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I feel as well, part of it does come down to a sort of Bezbachenko quote from last year... We're talking about you know June or July, you know that's when you know, after a few months in, that's where you know teams get found out and teams like adapt to other teams, and that's when the good managers really show themselves. I will refer you adapting. back to point number four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're gonna have to refresh my memory, there, which is where we haven't seen the TFC first team play together in two months. So you, it can be June, it can be July, but if they're running out of different Good teams lineups. adapt so, to that then. So overall is... You can't, you can't use that as the excuse You can only season. adapt so much when you're missing that much of your roster. So That's take Vanio out, out of this equation right now. Is that a failure in team building in general then? I think I think that it's just... Sorry, sorry. All teams have injuries, James. But most teams do not have injury spells like this. Everybody poops. <laughs> everyone thinks their team is the most hard done by. Everyone thinks that they have the worst injuries. TFC every the year has a bad injury. And and yes, no, this, this is, is not one bad injury. This is five starters out. Four starters Four out. starters. Forgive my Mr. Mouth. Exaggeration. And one who has barely played... At all in the last two years. So you're so. telling me if every team in this league had four starters out, they would be expected to do as well as they could? Against nine men? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I would expect them to have adapted by now, yes. Over this over the course of this many games, you knew. It's not like it's not like they didn't know they were gonna be out six weeks or more. It's not who like this was re- a surprise. Who do you replace Michael Bradley with that gives you the same emphasis? If you build your team to play a certain way and then one of the key players is unavailable, you can't just you, you can't just have building? Josie Altador, you can't just have Jonathan Osorio step into Michael Bradley's role and be like, oh, we have no, a Well, Jonathan team. Osorio can't play that role, so. Well, even Ben Sheru, who's been fantastic, is not Michael Bradley. 
So I mean, like, this this whole thing is just to say. So then, should should we really be being set up as a it's Bradley or nothing kind of team? Ideally dun, not, but dun, we dun. live in a salary cap league. You're not gonna have you're not gonna have backups for your players. You're gonna have to rely on guys like Jay. Chapman Why do other teams Dorham. manage to adjust to these kinds of injuries better than TFC? Do other teams manage to adjust? Give That's me one true. example where another team you has. Say that. I yeah. can't do that right now. Yeah, well then your point kind of sucks. <laughs> no, no, just my <laughs> my knowledge of other teams kind of sucks. Not my point. I'm sure you follow. The what about injury? Colorado? I mean, I they, they lost Drew Moore and Clint Well, Irwin. clearly Clint Drew Moore and Clint Irwin were the problem. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's yeah. funny for them. Yeah. All I'm saying is that when, when professional sports comes around, we, you, can, you can move pieces around and you can analyze things, but so much of it is just sort of how the dice so like fall. You, Dallas, Mauro Diaz is constantly injured. Dallas keep doing well. Nah, he hasn't been Javier Morales is Salt Lake and yeah, never mind. Uh, I think hmm. the one thing we can agree Portland. on at the end of this is this last time James is on the show. <laughs> <laughs> also, with regards to seven points, that's what we should have ended up out of this little <laughs> three game business. Like, that's how yeah. we rolled. <laughs> Point the eighth. <laughs> It should right. be seven points, James. Oh, we're going to take a little break before we get into the rest of this game because we're not done with this game yet, by the way. Do you want to go Good way to lives Before chance arrived Before the passage From a top You can see my way Or think about San Jose Though I know it's not that pleasant And now back to regular programming. All right, so now that we're done with the various points brought to us by our special guest panelist... Seven. Really only six. I dispute the one. You guys forget the appendices. So there's like 27 Mm. points. Wait until until Duncan edits it. It makes you sound terrible. (laughs) Travel! Travel. <laughs> All seven points of travel? Really, Jim? <laughs> it's a big factor. <laughs> um, we, do have, we do have some other things to just generally discuss the nitty-gritty of this game and some other things to talk about that we sort of touched on in, in James' little uh, report for us. Um, so, moment of the match for this game. Quincy America failed bicycle kick. <laughs> we, we talked about it before, and then he actually did it. I know, it was kind of Magnificent. Uh, he kind of harshed the buzz by scoring like two minutes later, but still, fantastic. Yeah. Well done, Quincy. He made America great again. You keep on being again. you. <laughs> <laughs> he did make America great again. Fuck yeah. I went with the Fluffernutter goal against Steve, the Alex Bono. Oh, okay. I know exactly. Swinging this, thank you, yeah. Fluffernutter. It's football. Jeez, come on! It was a jammy concession by the yeah, TFC yeah. keeper. Um, I, I will tie, put that a tie at the point where TFC's official Twitter tried to throw shade at me for making jokes about Bono <laughs> for the much in used the uh, in the name of gloves, which I will now mm. replace with clean sheets have no names. <laughs> Where clean, 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 clean sheets, sheets have, have no names. names. It's like they haven't been making ridiculous Bono puns. Now all of a sudden they're too good for it. Mm. Oh, fuck you, TFC Twitter. It's mm. pronounced Bono. 
Eh, whatever. whatever. It is. It's true. Bono. Go away with yeah. your oh, no. facts, James. <laughs> so just bring on the Sonny and Cher references and we're all good. Mm. Mm. Too soon. Um, what? For who? No, Sonny so Bono? I got you, Ball. Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> mm. Nope, nope. No, I don't. Yep. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. they have another song? Yeah, yeah. sure they did. I'm sure they had another song. Sure. I guess, maybe. I don't know. There was a variety show. Um, I am in concurrence. With Tony on Bono, but I didn't have a second. He used the word concurrence. I used the word fluffernutter. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you were regular pamphlet. This is what I bring to the show. Um, my secondary one is the Benoit Sheru ball that nobody got on the end of. There was that one defense splitting pass that was just like, oh, oh, somebody. Oh. And why is there no one there? Yeah. Right. It, it was yeah, gorgeous. And then it's gorgeous. I think Bedashaw got on the end on the pass and then put a cross in, and there was no one there for the cross. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that was delightful. That was some wonderful build-up play. Yes. Clint Irwin tweeted, Benoit Sheru's passes can bring peace to the world. Yes. <laughs> that was a good tweet. It was mm-hmm. a good tweet. Um, my moment of the match is uh, Justin Morrow's goal. Get over it. No. It's nice. It was a very nice That's goal. That's a dime. Every game he scores, I guess. <laughs> well, exactly. That was a two-foot tap-in at best. You know? I enjoyed the celebration. I very much, and mm-hmm. the, the ensuing celebration. Yes, very much. That was a nice, emphatic, mm. fuck you. Yes, look at me. I scored. Um, no, that was good. I, I enjoy it every time Justin Morrow scores. It makes me very happy. And uh, that was a good goal, though. He was, again, not hesitant. Right place, right time. Goal went in. Excellent. Oh, wait. Betashore set it up, too. So it was a double San yes. Jose middle finger. Yeah. That's happened. That's, that's true. That's right. And I've, I've noticed a lot, like, the defenders set up the defenders for TFC. You notice whenever a defender scores? It's... You always need secondary scoring. Ideally, yes. It's sad when it's your... <laughs> Uh, Damien Perky is gone. Somebody else has to step up. <laughs> Man of the match. Yeah. For TFC. Yep. Ugh. Endo. That's what he I was going to say. Drew two red cards. Yeah. He, <laughs> drew the ire of the crowd. He was, very bu- he was very busy towards the end. Got a lot of crosses in. Yeah, got a lot of booing from the crowd. Eh? Oh, actually, um, speaking, yeah. just speaking of that, actually, I have a very quick question for everybody. How did everyone watch the game on Saturday? MLS Live or on I watched the television? I was on TV. Jerry Dobson. That's right. Okay. Well, yeah. but apparently, I know apparently the, uh, the, the San, San Jose, Jose announcers, announcers were having a conniption fit. Like, for I the entire game, it was they would, they would not let up. Endo sold both calls. Yes, like they were they were fake, and he, like he was like dove. And this league, just, this league does have a bit of a tendency to for there to be some horribly homerific. Oh God! Yes. Indeed. Did they make a vending machine panties joke? Ah, well, screw them then. Well, what do they funny, know? I used to think <laughs> Seattle was the worst for that, for the, the homer. Philadelphia. Philadelphia is very bad. Too. But I had a couple of people, uh, Alicia, uh, go afraid. She's yeah. like, she's like, no, no, they're the worst. San Jose is always the worst. Yeah. TFC are generally not that bad for that. I think when Dan Dunleavy was doing it, that was a yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But your yeah, regular TSN and Sportsnet dudes are, are pretty solid. Yeah. We're sort of going tangential here, but I wonder if this has something to do with broadcasters here in Canada tend to be national broadcasters as opposed to regional in the US it's mm. like Southern mm. California Sports Network they're clearly going to be pandering to their fans whereas if you're a soccer fan who lives in Vancouver and is watching the TFC game you're not going to be too inclined to believe some fluff sure. or nutter that that's is sent your way probably mm. a valid point I believe the nutter it's the fluff yeah, I have true. Mm. alright so you both said endo yeah because a Japanese supervillain is not doesn't come up every day. All right. Not since odd job. They're in now. Um, I actually tend to agree. 
My secondary one, because I came with backup, was, uh, well, the booze. How do you not love a player who just gets booed mercilessly yeah. throughout yeah. the game? Yeah. Uh, was the former player vibe that was going on in this game. We had Ameriqua scoring. We had Morrow and Betashir setting it up. We had Chad Barrett. He was there. Coming mm-hmm. on. <laughs> he was there. He was yeah, there. Briefly. He was factually yes. there, yeah. yes. Sending hearts aflutter here yes. in Toronto. Yes. <laughs> Making nuts a fluff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ew. <laughs> anyway, awkward. Um, I went with Justin Morrow. I know, surprise. Um, but I like Endo as the uh, as, as your... Such a facile. <laughs> really, was that necessary? No, no, no. I really just, don't think it was. It was a throwback, too. Yes, I am. Um, I, you know, I just, I, you know, we've, we've given... He's been go to the match a couple times. He's had some rough games. I enjoy games in which Justin Morrow actually does well, fairly well throughout the game. Um, and I liked Endo's play. I liked... Uh, I like I like Sabasa. I want him to do well. Um, but yeah, uh, go to the match. Juvenko. I'll keep saying this. If he's going to keep taking stupid fucking shots, I mean, we'll get him to stats. Ten shots. Nine of them from outside the box. Was one, maybe two of them on target. Fuck off. Dude. No time for this shit. No time for a coach who's not going to fucking tell him to fucking Stop it. play with, share the ball. It's like reading the Guardian <sighs> football here. Yes. I think he's right for the Guardian. I stuck with uh, Bonabano. Bono Bono. Bono. Yeah, sure. Both Bonobo. Of them. Bonobo. Bonobo. Little monkey. monkey. Hey, hey. Oh, he went by me. <laughs> Just waving his arms. <laughs> Is that the one with the fat nose? Mm. Uh, not upon monkeys. Uh, I don't disagree with either of those. And I would just add, uh, as we discussed earlier, Beta Shore and Moore for letting Dawkins walk in. Mm-hmm. On what proved to be the game winner. Mm-hmm. I had Vanny. Because I have Bono, I have I have Bono here as well. But um, and this leads into Vanny tactics. But for me, in terms of how you manage, how you and whatever lead, inspire, coach your team, regardless of situation, um, I think that there was some missteps by him. But Bono for continuing to do what we've been sort of yelling at him for since the first time he said on the pitch, which is wandering and butterfly, fuck a butterfly. I don't know. He's just, he wanders very easily. He seems more distracted than a keeper should be. You kind of, you need focus. I don't feel like he has it all the time. And that is, you know, notwithstanding some very nice saves in the previous match, I still had issues with his play. I really much do worry about the wandering. Um, anyway. Mm-hmm. To be fair. Hashtag lemon. Yes. Pokemons aren't only in the box. You gotta it's go get true. them. true. You do have to go get them. Mm-hmm. Was there a poke stop maybe? Uh, I don't even know what that is. I sadly They're do. They're not going to catch themselves. It's true. I wonder whose team he's on. Like the clap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so Vanny Tactics, which I think is a big part of uh, some issues with this game. And it's not so much about how they started. It's, it's about how they, they finished. And for me, the, the very late. It's, it's not even so much the perplexing subs, although that I have some issues with, but it's how long he waited to make those subs. If your team is struggling, you, you have three subs. You're allowed to use them whenever you want. There is no set. You don't have to wait till the 70th plus minute. And if I, I get frustrated by managers that do that, who are like, nope, 
not till the 70th minute will I make a sub. And he waited till what, 75th minute before the first sub or something mm. in and around there? I, I understand that concern, but I would just say if we're disappointed in who he actually brought on, did he have better options regardless of time? Like, are, are you saying if Nick Heglin had come on for Jordan Hamilton earlier, it would have been a better No, I, I, and that, I, I also mentioned the perplexing part of the subs. Um, well, I, this, this, I have an issue with Nick Heglin coming on as a forward. Well, this just goes further into the point of who did he have on that bench? Who, who do they well, have Are you on telling the me roster? that Babuli was hurt? Wait, was was Josie Altado part of your $11 million whatever yeah. missing? Because he, he was on the bench. bench. And he's coming back from a hamstring injury, and the turf was hamstring ripperific. So, I mean, like... It, so then why put him on the bench? As Vanny said, mm. well, because you don't have anyone else to go there. Who else would you have put... The only two people that weren't in the game day 18 that were technically available were Chris Manella and Clement Simonin. Are either one of them going to be your solution in that match? I'd put Chris Manella in. Why not? Seriously? That's your solution? I didn't say that was a solution, but over the two, if I'm going to have someone who's more of an attacking player versus Nick Hagland, like why is Nick Hagland an okay solution? Because he scored a goal for TFC2? Because he's tall? Let's put the tall people in, regardless of what they know how to do. Why don't you sub in Q? Q's tall. Put him up front. He scored a goal. Zavaleta used to be a forward. Yeah, coach. why was Zav's not playing? I, I'm under the suspicion that Zav was injured or he would have come on in that same. But that's just a presumption. Why was he not starting? Why are we calling him Zav? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, I call him Zavs, by the way. Your point is, seriously, you would rather bring Chris Manella on or Q in those circumstances, and that would alleviate this problem? I'm saying it's as absurd as putting on Nick Hagland. So why not? Like your 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 point. What is your point to bring on? Nick? Who else did he have? Well, that's who else he had. Why is Nick Hagelin an okay solution in this? Or why is Nick Hagelin an okay solution because for he that was sub? There, because he was there, and they didn't. You was saying, there. Are we seriously having this conversation? He's a goalkeeper. So, goalkeepers go up to take kicks all the time. You, your argument, other people's argument has been Nick Haglin went in as a forward because he is tall and can take headers. Goalkeepers do that all the time for their teams. So they if go next up. time they put Q on, I guess we'll revisit this conversation. That, but what, for yes, now but that will never seems... happen because it's yet to happen. And you know, plus the, they don't play Q. Exactly. What I'm saying that's never happened, mm. so we'll never have that conversation. But why is why was Nick Haglin an okay choice for that sub? Why was he not a defensive sub? Be- because Greg Vanny had just finished the 1980s England section of his uh, student of the game book. It's a big book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was that British guy who came up with the just get the ball forward, the fewer touches the better? <laughs> I think that's probably all of them, really. <laughs> no, um, some guy who wrote a theory back in the 20s. Oh, I know who you, you're talking you, about. You, Charles somebody or other. But yeah, I mean that's that's all about. I mean that's basic analytics. Mm-hmm. Get the ball here. This is where the chances come from. Make sure the ball gets here. And like positions of maximum opportunity or something like that. Charles, somebody, Graham Taylor was a big fan. Um, Pomo. Mm. But uh, you know, yeah, it was very bleak. I mean, just to say you've got forty minutes. Just tell them 
right? Calm down, be patient, just pass it around at the back for like, you know, five or ten minutes at a time, whatever. Eventually, you'll draw somebody out of position and there'll be a spot where you can do something and make a run. Or you'll just make them tired. And it was just like we were constantly, all right, we've got to score a goal in the next 30 seconds by doing this. Oh, it's not working. Okay, well, we got the ball back. Let's try that again. Got to score a goal right now. It's, no, come on, you don't have to. And, yeah, and, and we need a goal. We're, we're going to take off Jordan Hamilton. Who is not but scoring on, goals like, at all. Haglund. Like, mm, I, I, it's, it's, I just don't understand why you're so okay very, with Nick Haglund as the option. bleak. I'm just, my, my whole point was what other options did he have? But why? You're saying, you're saying that cue. Why did he have to take Nick Haglund? Why did, why did Jordan Hamilton have to come off? I don't know. Was Hamilton having a great game? Did you see Hamilton winning the ball? Did you see um, I Hamilton saw him get doing at least anything? Two headers on target. It was like right at the uh, right at the goalie, but he had won a couple of headers. Just as much as Nick Haglund was ever going to do, did. We're arguing over whether something that didn't happen would have happened if it had been given another twenty minutes. Well, indeed. I'm arguing over the fact that Nick Haglund came on as a forward. That's what, you what got I'm against arguing against Nick. He's not a forward, and he's... And Q is? No, no, I'm just, I was just going matching your level of absurdity. I don't understand why Jordan Hamilton had to come off. Jordan Hamilton was having a solid game. Uh, he's proven he can score goals. I don't see why he came off. I'm not saying that it wasn't a strange sub. I'm just saying that... I'm pretty sure that's what you were saying. No, you misunderstand me, oh, I'm afraid. Right. In your rage, you forget to listen to the point. Sorry for not listening to your seven million points. <laughs> Am I the only one that found these subs mystifying and late? I don't think so. No. no. And it's the the time of it, you know, it's right, oh, down to eleven men. No, they're down to nine men. It does kind of change the game, so right, give them twenty minutes and see if it works with that. And you know, it didn't, so then that's when they made the subs, brought sort of Babouli on and then Hagland and whoever the other sub was at the same time as Hagland, they the, the sub to me speaks just of the general going back to Greg Vanny's outlook on things. And, and just when he comes up against a wall, there just seems to be, I shouldn't actually throw anything at the wall in the hopes that something might change something. It's not necessarily with a great deal of, to me at least, a great deal of thought behind it. Like why you would take off Hamilton for Hagland. What are you trying to achieve by that? other than maybe this will just change it up and something different will happen because nothing's working, but not really based in any football fact. Like, you still got a mutt to me. You have a bet, unless Hamilton, he didn't seem to be injured or all that tired, unless there was other circumstances, what you would gain from putting Mm -hmm. Haglund or anyone else who wasn't a striker in in his place. I, I still think you would have a much better chance of, even if a fluky rebound or something happened, you're much better off with your, your forward up there. Oh, no, I don't disagree, but I would I would just add, what did we see from the 70 minutes in Hamilton that made us think that anything different would have happened? I know, but... <laughs> but did we that's see that's anything often the case with strikers, terrible, though. You don't really though, yeah. see things, but then eventually they get the chance. Oh, he's got the one chance. We're I mean, sort of... Do, do you really see all the... 70 minutes, 70 minutes, however long it might be of like before that chance happens. Oh yeah, this guy looks like he's going to score tonight. Well, see, what, it, what it looked like to me was it looked like Jordan Hamilton was having a lot of trouble winning aerial balls against Victor Bernardes. I don't think anybody would dispute that that was difficult. 
Mm-hmm. So change so tactics. That's the thing. And then, then well, they yeah, shouldn't like, have been. We, yeah. I, I agree. They shouldn't have been flinging crosses into the mm-hmm. box. That's sort of hopeless, irrational. But if if what you're thinking is we need somebody who is better in the air, then maybe Hagelin's the answer. But, but I wasn't thinking very, that that was that's, it. That's, that's a desperate. But that was the lack of imagination. That was that I saw. And that, and, and and that goes out. The only thing we can do is inject some chaos and hope that this happens. Mm-hmm. I, uh, that's it's, the precky specialist. That's the. I think, and this is not in defense so of Greg Vanny, but I think that was the icing on the cake for many. I'm like, oh shit, we can't break down a nine man team. This is awful. And then just that. Oh yeah, let's the, bring in the Nick Haglin for the when, one guy who's scoring the only goals. The option I can think of yeah. is throw the big man up front. Yes, exactly. Fair, fairly sure. on, fairly or unfairly, the optics were truly awful. It just made the night. I mean, yeah, it could have. He could have rolled the dice and something chaotic and. Weird might have happened, but... All right, that so was... that, that leads me into our angry fans overreacting to this game. The people who are like, like, the Vanny out hashtag was trending. The, it's the worst game. Oh my God, he's got a whole other page. No more points for you. You've had your quota and then some. Dear gods, I, man. I, but think like, at, I think at this stage... Like, this is not the worst game that TFC has ever played. No, no, it's... it's but, it, it, again, it, losing it, to nine stung, men. It stung, it was crappy. Yeah, I've made my feelings clear about Greg Vanny for two years now, but... Yeah. Um, at this stage, they're lucky to have passionate fans whatsoever, angry or in the reverse. They, Another season, if this season goes the way... The fact that we haven't re- reverted back to the apathy is, is Well, this, is if good, this yeah. season goes the way of last, and they pe- maybe peter their way into the bottom rung of, of the playoffs and, you know, out in one match, and it's all very mushy, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll pine for the days of fan anger because it'll just be apathy again. And they'll have to... Second strip playoff appearance? Another oh, yes, 25% ticket raise, Tony. Mm, I didn't say... That they wouldn't be happy, <laughs> but I mean, it's from a fan passion point of view, they're lucky they have any passion left. And this team this year is not doing much to ignite the passion. They're plodding along. This goes back to Greg Van in the last part. I didn't get to say, and much like your seven points of of doom, the long picture, not just looking at this game, they're plodding. They're plodding along, and this team wasn't built to plod along. I know they have injuries right now, but. This team, from their own words, is an MLS Cup contender team, and this team is not has not shown that maybe brief spurts they that they're plodding along. They're they're doing just enough to get victories at times, and while I, I agree that probably the worst thing to do again in TFC in many people's minds is change for change's sake, and I'm not being a proponent of just oh fire him without an actual plan, just. If he's the guy they really want to go for, go ahead with, fine, fill your boots, and you should all sink or swim with him, with Greg Vanny, Bezbachenko, manning the whole thing. If he's not, you know, if they're doing it just to not look like the team who keeps firing guys, that's the wrong reason. I feel mm-hmm. like it's I feel like it's a bit of both. I, I feel like, you know, when Manning didn't automatically jump on Jason Christ being available um, and bring him on board a bit, um, immediately given, you know, past history and relationship and pedigree and all that stuff um saying no you know what vanny's our guy we see the potential in him um but i think there's a i think there's also very much a we do this every time Mm -hmm. every time something starts to go wrong we blow this team up we blow up the coaching staff we blow up the management um and, and, and i'm not saying there isn't value in 
well, let's see how this runs. And, and again, I, you know, I don't think any of us think that they're going to contend for the MLS Cup. I didn't think that last year. I don't think that this year. I think this is a three, four year arc for this team, depending it, on what kind though? of core. Well, depending those D, on what those DPs are, depending on what kind of core they can keep. I'm date. happy to see Josie Altador leave, and that's not just because I don't like him. I think there is a better option for this team. I don't know who that is. Don't ask me. Hypothetically, um, hypothetically, take take a sacking out of the equation. Greg Vanny left to take another job. Whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the reason was. Go to Orlando. What? I, I fail. This is just me. I, I fail to see if he's put any imprint on this club in nearly two years. And, and I agree like, with that. I, if I don't. If he disappear, like, what what his legacy would be. Like, there's not, I don't feel that no, much no, has No, no, I'm changed. asking you seriously. That yeah. wasn't a joke gesture to you. You spend much more time with the team than we do. You have a different opinion of, of Greg Vanny and his abilities than, than, than we do. Um what, what say you, insider? Well, <laughs> um, I, I guess I would put the question back: Is what makes an MLS Cup contender? You know, who it's who not answering is my question? Who That's is dodging a my question? Did you? What do you mean? Who's a contender? Colorado. MLS Cup, MLS Cup Colorado. A- you were going to call Colorado an MLS Cup contender before this season. Pablo oh no, no, no! That's was- not what you just said. You just said who is an MLS Cup contender this year. I answered Colorado. I didn't. You didn't say. Who before the season did you call as an MLS Cup contender? You said, who is? I did not call TFC an MLS Cup contender before the season. I said they were not. And you're saying Colorado is Right this moment? Yes, absolutely. Did anybody see Portland or Columbus getting But the MLS Cup in itself as a cup competition is such a strange, weird thing where you just have to be hot for a a a month, one month in the year. You can be, you know, you can sneak in in fifth and get hot for four weeks and, yeah, you're the MLS Cup champions. But that, that again, that you, you totally completely dodged my question to I you. I dodged your question because what I'm trying to, to understand is I don't necessarily disagree that Vanny has not really been like, this is the way that we play, this is my team, this is how I want things to be. But I would argue that MLS is one of those leagues where you don't have the luxury of necessarily defining your style of play. In, in the sense that, I mean, you're Jose Mourinho. You want to go spend a million dollars to buy the players that you want to play your system. One million dollars? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like his budget might be a bit more. Uh, yeah, this is, this I, is I, gonna I, sign Jimmy Greaves. This is a very Austin Powers John Bostock's amazing. One million dollars. Yes. <laughs> Regardless of my million, billion, trillion slip. Billion, yes. The point is, is that... You don't have the luxury of being of drawing up a system on a board and being like, "This is what we're going to go and build." I'm I may be distilling this into a different area, but you were you were talking previously about well, you know, if there's anyone that can make a team with nine men difficult to break down, it's Dominic Kinnear. Dominic Kinnear has a style, and has apparently managed to get that going in San Jose in like a year and a bit. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic Kinnear has a much longer history in the game than Greg Manny does necessarily. True. So we need to go out and get a Dominic Kinnear <laughs> instead of another unproven coach. All that I will say, because I want this section to end, <laughs> is uh, <laughs> that Bezbachenko said it was a three- to five-year process to build mm-hmm. an MLS Cup champion. They're in about season three of that. 
let's just move away from this because we're just yeah. going to keep circling around. You're going to willfully misunderstand me, and um... <laughs> I'm not willfully misunderstanding <laughs> oh, yeah, you. I just right. feel like we're talking about whether this is whether I know mom and dad are fighting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Last question for the San Jose game um, and something that if you are a TFC follower or if you're a national team supporter, um, you're a little dismayed that uh, Colin Roberts hasn't played and didn't get a chance to, at the very least to play in the Voyagers Cup, which is often an opportunity for um, untested Canadian players to get a run out. And after the game in San Jose and maybe after a couple of other sort of glaring arrows from Bono's uh, side of things. Should Hugh get the start on the weekend? Should or would? Should he? Not will he? Do you think he should be given an opportunity? No harm in an opportunity. I don't think he will. I don't think managers, especially after a shaky game, he's not, I don't think he's going to make a a point to even though it was sort of Bono like as the goat who was available at the time, which is why Bono sort of got the start originally. Uh, I, I don't. I'm just curious. I like. I, be, I think he needs an opportunity, but he's he, probably I not going to get one. I think the one. cup was his opportunity. Yeah, I, that was a bit of a shame that he didn't get a shot Agreed. there. Um, but I'd be, I'd be surprised if he was there on Saturday. Duncan, um, I would have liked to have seen him be given a chance originally. I do feel like now it's like, you know, Dan Bono's had a. a He's looked a little shaky, absolutely. But, you know, I, mean, I think what it basically comes down to is we're going to have a young and inexperienced Keeper goalie. Keeper either way. He's, Bono's got a few games in there. Hopefully he's getting better. There's not much evidence of that right now, but hopefully he's getting more sort of relaxed and comfortable with where he is. It might be a bit of a step back to go to, hey, all right, well, we're going to try the guy that's never played right. in MLS and barely ever played anything at all for TFC. Um, it might be a bit of a, a temporary step back to go with him. And you know, given there's only a few weeks before Rowan's back, mm, is it really worth that little temporary step back? I'm not sure it is. Yes, that forward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, you're so <laughs> hilarious. I'm cut to the quick. Excellent. So <laughs> clever. Hey, everybody, it's Bitchy Blanks. Hello everyone, welcome to this Bro. week's edition of Bitchy Blanks, our favorite hashtag game, and we hope yours as well. Last week's Bitchy Blank was, according to Daniel Squizzato, TFC2's and TFC, uh, Raheem Edwards will be the next blank. Before we get to this week's winner, gentlemen, what do you have for this blank? Young Rick Titus. Ooh. Ooh. The next young Rick Titus. Mm. Who is the first? Canada's next young Rick Titus. Ooh. <laughs> Who was the first? Not Rick Titus, surprisingly. Uh, no. No. Mm. It was a controversial decision. Mm. Duncan? Uh, I'll go with uh, he will be the next Keith Macabuya. Just because it's fun to say booyah, but also because that's probably right in what's going to happen. He pronounced it Macubia. Whatever. Bono, <laughs> Macabuya. I, I don't need your facts. Exactly. Don't constrain him. Mm. He's being creative. He's expressing himself in words. Edwards will be the next great Canadian hope to lead us to the promised land of the World Cup. Asmir Begovic and oh. Kevin Alleman. 
Oh. You guys remember Michal Meskowitz? No. no. The U-17s a couple of years ago, that keeper that stood on his head? I do remember that. Where's he these days? That's true. That's and really Hanson good Bokai. question. Hanson Bokai. Hanson Bokai. Yeah, Bokai. I want to go to a meat hall. Yeah. Uh, Raheem Edwards will be the next local player to be adopted by a supporter group. I nominate us. We don't have a player of our own yet. I think... I think Raheem Edwards should be our pet player. I think so. Yeah. yeah. You have a new mattress. Straying into dangerous territory there. <laughs> <laughs> Why we like we need some love in one seventeen? I mean, he's not going to be out there amongst the subs all that often. Is he? just, well, that's why he's perfect for us. Have to go though. and play TFC. Don't go much TFC two we'll games. To to it's a long way to fall. No. We have a car. You could drive us. I don't believe in the nine hundred five. Don't believe the hype? I don't even. No, I don't even believe it's there. It's like the moon landing. <laughs> don't start. It's just a rumor that I've heard. It's all marionettes. Oh, dear God. Lasers. And when I look at my map, there's just a sea monster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here yep. there be dragons. No. And a whale over that way. <laughs> <laughs> However, this week's winner is Daniel Squizato. Uh, Daniel Squizato on the wow. Twitters. Yeah. I know. This is you, getting meta. Raheem Edwards will be the next player who fans should hope will have a nice career in life for himself. Aww. And now your computer is going to implode on itself. Pretty yes. much. <laughs> Wait, save, save. Uh, thank you all for playing. Dan, thank you for playing. It's very nice of you to play, Squiz. Um, even though I'm pretty sure you hate us for making this the bitchy blank, but we don't care. You're on Salt Spring Island. You can't do anything about it. <laughs> oh, it's true. Pirate challenge. <laughs> He hasn't come out here for months. I am not worried at all. <laughs> Much. Uh, this week's bitchy blank is <gasps> TFC can win over a team that is down blank. Mm. That could be almost anything. <laughs> As always, do send us your answers to us on the Twitters at VocalMinorityCA or to any of our individual Twitter accounts as you see fit. Or leave it in the comments underneath the episode when we post it online. As always, play as often as you like, but please get us those answers by 5 o'clock on Monday. Thanks. Down 3-0 in the 95th minute. I think we might be comfortable beating that team. Fair enough. I had to explain Tobias Prime to somebody recently again. They weren't a follower of the team. They're like, isn't oh, Tobias is back. I'm like, that wasn't Tobias time. That was, no, that doesn't count. Sending out links and things. Mm. You do oh, good work. I know, I try. Cards for sorrow, cards for pain. Cause I've seen oh, blue skies through the tears in my eyes. All right, well, we do have one last thing on this week's show. I know. No, you can't leave just yet. Uh, we have to look ahead to this weekend's game. It's another home game. Yay, we're back at home. It is against DC United. So much pressure to go. Aw, <laughs> poor you. You haven't been forever. I'm just kidding. I was at the last one. I know. James saw me from the booth. 
Smiling. Smiling. <laughs> you were smiling? smiley people Apparently. in the South End. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Apparently he can see us smiling underneath the roof or up yeah. at the roof. I'm not sure which. That's nice. Just yes. beaming in your secured, covered area. Oh, yes. yes. We're so covered and oh, protected. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Very covered. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. Uh, so DC, uh, one of the you know long-standing clubs in MLS, they have their ups and downs. They're kind of having a pretty mediocre season. They're not really playing all that well, but... Not playing all that badly, still in playoff contention, and now they have Bill Hamid back, which is good for them. It's bad for us mm. because generally he's one of the best keepers in the league. Uh, they don't have Chris Pontius anymore, but they still have our favorite Muppet, Chris Wolf. Right. Oh, hey. he might be out. Who's gonna play piano? Exactly. <laughs> uh, I think he was out with a concussion last week. I'm not um. sure what his status is at the moment. Well, that's good for us because he always scores against TFC. Yes. Yeah, we'll see Rolf. Never forget. Mm. Indeed. We'll play you off. Do, 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 do. Uh, but TFC are, you know, like, regardless of everything that's happening with team, injuries, drama, travel, whatever. Seven points, eight points. 27 points. Um, Treaties and whatnot. <laughs> appendices and corollaries and footnotes. Anyway, nutters. Yes. They are capable of getting a win in this game, especially after a full week of rest. Um, it's important. It not is. on the road either. Although they did have to travel, tra- they did have to travel they, from they the West Coast. They had to travel all the way back. Jet yeah. lag. Traveling home is way easier than traveling away. Lies. El Nino pushes the plane. <laughs> you know that's a lie. How did you even try to say it's that? Tailwinds and headwinds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The trade winds. Yeah, yeah. The trade winds erase all jet lag issues. Yeah, they went around the Cape of Fear. <laughs> they did a slingshot around the Earth too. <laughs> Was Superman involved? They took the Hyperloop. Ooh, that's totally different then. They're fine. Um, but it's, it's you know, I, I like it when we play DC. I, if, you know, without TFC, I kind of just enjoy DC. I, they're, they're one of my, you know, secret favorite teams. Well, not so secret, but... Um, really? Yeah. Really? I like DC United. Mm, okay. Why not? I don't know. Why? Big fan of Stadium. I, you know, once they move out of there, eh, there's no romance to them anymore. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, while they're still at RFK, then sure, yeah. I can get behind them. I don't know. Because they were black and they're cool. Yeah, that's totally it. I'm so into that. Just like Albania, black and red. You know it. That's what it is. And they have the, little, they, they have the eagle too, right? Like yeah. It's almost like cheering yeah. for Albania. It's really close. I think we figured except it for, out. Yeah. Except, for, only, that, except get, for that they're in the name. Except, the, except for they're in the American, American capital. capital. Yeah. Exactly. If they could get their dirty hands on Dilly, Dilly Duca. Oh, that would be magical. Yeah. Mm. I would love that. Make Dilly Duca to DC happen. That gushy guy as well. Like, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. And some sneaky pictures of the local nuclear facility. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Emil. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is uh, it's the first, what is it, two games at home, three games at home? Two games at home. A lot. Too many. Yeah. One, two, I got three. I to do. Oh, is there another midweek game? Mm, I, I think it might be four, but I'm, I'm just guessing. We can look it up if this it's week, really important. This week, next week, the week after. It's too like early to go weeks. to dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. Not the dreaded Saturday night mm-hmm. discussion again. I don't want to go to dinner at 6. True. Yes, you do. You're an old man. You love dinner at 6. I early don't want to go to dinner at 10. Because mm-hmm. you want to be Luckily, there are as many foods available at the stadium. This is what I hear. You're by the stadium. <laughs> Some kind of country rube. (laughs) He sits in the press box. He gets whatever fancy foods John Mm. Molinaro chooses that week. Oh, is that how it works? That's what I assume. 
You must have a lot Man of pasta, right? Pizza. Four games at home. It Saturday is. the 23rd, Sunday the 31st, Wednesday the 3rd, Saturday the 6th. Oh, that's right, because there's the midweek <sighs> game. No, I can't be there for that. For which? Any of them? <laughs> <laughs> Not a big fan in general. I got to check the weather. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 7 true. o'clock is so late, you know. Then there's... we get a bunch of time off, and then it's back at it from the 27th. Yeah, so but then the CNE's on. Fuck that garbage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you have even So last weekend, Tony went to his last game. See, and... <laughs> see you guys in October. It's nice and temperate. <laughs> All right, player to watch for this game. Lloyd Sam. Never trust a man with two first names. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Strong. <sighs> We'd watch... But... Is that Acosta guy still with them? Yeah. yeah. He has fine. the potential to maybe do something. He very rarely does from what I've seen. But, well, it depends on yeah. whether he's having if, a temper tantrum or getting plays, to play. He might uh, do well. He's mine as well, yeah, because it's hard to get a read on him, but he's done some really he's – he's played very well, but then also had some really fun temper tantrums. Well, I mean, enjoy. Aside from the, the various wily MLS vets they have on their team who love scoring against TFC, like Fabian Espindola. Alvaro oh Saborio, mm. Patrick Niarco has been a pain in the in the back too, and somebody else whose name I can't read right now. Uh, the one player. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Martello Service. Martello oh, okay, Service. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yep, yep. He's a wily old vet. Um, mm. Jared Jeffrey has been back in the starting lineup in a couple of years ago. I can't remember if TFC won this game. Remember that game where DC played like their kids. Yes, so it was like, who are these people? And Jared Jeffrey scored like a screamer Alvaro from 40 yards. scored twice. Yep. Yes, oh my God. Right. yes, I do remember Jared that Jeffrey yeah. scored a bullet from, from like 35 yeah, yards. Yeah, like it was out. way out, it yeah. It was ridiculous. So I'm going to say him. All right. He's got, he's got the form. Remember that time Julius James got Mo Johnson fired? Yeah. Good times. <laughs> I'm Precky, bastard. Where is Precky? Good question. Still waiting outside Everton. (laughs) He doesn't think this whole Coleman thing is going to work out. Biding his time. (laughs) Just like that, yes. Yep. (laughs) All right. So what is sort of a a favorite, a a thing you see a lot meme-wise or just even like clips from DC United games? A lot of Ben Olsen yelling. (laughs) So my question to you is, what is Ben Olsen yelling? He's not actually yelling. Oh. He has to talk very loudly as RFK crumbles down around him. Oh. Makes a lot of noise. It's true. Plus right. the raccoons. Yes, mm-hmm. well, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just a, yeah, a plague. But. You goddamn bureaucrats in Washington. Like, <laughs> yeah. get something done. Just stop arguing, you know. <laughs> <sighs> All this politics. <sighs> Clowns in the Capitol. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, as long That's as he's awesome. not yelling at me, I'm all right with that. I haven't had the pleasure of dealing with him post match, but it should well, be Well, uh, there you go. I look forward to your post match report on your post match with him. Um, lips, yes, so. I have. Hey, mm. hey, you have to listen to me. I was an all star once. I've been around this league. Hey, you over there. Yeah. Get off my lawn. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty sure he's younger than most of us, but still, I imagine that is what he is yelling. Isn't he? Ben Olsen's not exactly. He's not old. Wiki that, mean, wiki that nonsense. Sure. Um, ben Olsen. So, Ooh, musky guide. <laughs> ben Olsen's musky guide. <laughs> I'm, I'm clicking We're on going that. straight there. Fishing hardcore. <laughs> Captain Ben Olsen is a professional fishing guide from Minnesota to the Florida Gulf. <laughs> Captain Ben Olsen has done it twice. 
Yeah. He's clearly yelling, Yahami, matey. He stings a muskie. Zen and the art of muskie fishing. That's what he's yelling. It's a muskie! This ain't uh, Lake Minnetonka! Get out there! Get ben Olsen's name is clearly synonymous with big fish! He lives on Lake Minnetonka and guides there. This is fantastic. Did they not even mention that he's the DC United coach on his website? I did click specifically on the Ben Olsen muskie guide thing. Oh my god. He's the Bo Jackson of MLS. That is magical. Sport fishing and oh. coaching. If I click on Ben Olsen soccer, yeah, that, that's a lot less yeah. entertaining. All right. Yeah, way less muskies. Born May 3rd, 1977, age 39. <laughs> Thank so, you. Yeah, yeah, he is indeed younger than most of us. James. <laughs> a lot of silence in the room. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um... So we've talked about Seba a lot. And muskies. And muskies. <laughs> and Ben Olsen. And Ben Olsen. And Seba's, you know, Seba hasn't scored in, was it eight games now? 15 million games. It's been a long time. So yeah, okay, that sounds about right. Um, what what did TFC have to do to get him scoring? Tell him to play well with others and keep moves going rather than just shooting the first time you get the ball, no matter how many people are ahead of you. Keep on moving. Trust your teammates. Eventually, you'll get a better chance. And you'll score that one. <sighs> but they won't tell him that. I don't know, tell him anything. He'll just keep on fucking doing that, won't he? Hopefully one of them will eventually go in. They don't speak Italian. Mm. That must be the problem. Mm-hmm. It's a fair point, but I said... Tell him there's a sale on Invisible Vespas. Ooh. <laughs> but it's a limited time only. I didn't know we were supposed to come up with something funny. No, it doesn't have to be. No, it can be. Uh, Mine was dead serious. I'm 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 open. I didn't I didn't indicate either way. So you're allowed serious or invisible vespas are always on sale in my experience. (laughs) (laughs) Um, this is this is gonna sound simplistic, but um, just stop trying to force it. Yes, you know. Yeah. Um. There are a couple of different factors. One of the problems is we were talking about Jonathan Osorio earlier, and it seems like his first inkling when he gets on the ball is to find Seba with it. And that's sort or to of... touch it seven times. Maybe he's got OCD. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Five. Now I can shoot. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, so instead of, <laughs> instead of them, it, there has been a feeling like they've been trying to get the ball to Joe Vinko and get him to score the past couple of weeks yeah. and like uh, I forget which game in particular it was might have been the LA game where it was just like oh like every single yeah every and single anyone had attack. the ball it obviously it went straight to Seba and it yeah, was like all things went to Seba instead of just play the game take your chance yeah play the game move the ball around and when the chance comes it'll be there instead of trying to force the issue and then the other thing which is kind of the exact opposite of that <laughs> is to get the ball to Seba more damn quickly instead of they've been and I think this is where we can see the absence of Michael Bradley and Will Johnson and what that's done to the team is that they want to play the ball out of the back, but they're taking just a fraction of a second too long to get that ball from the center back to Sheru to Osorio and then up to Jovinko. So by the time he gets on the ball, he's got three defenders standing in front of him. And that's why mm-hmm. we're seeing so many block shots. Whereas, as I was talking before, this is a team that's built to excel in transition. So if you get the ball to Seba before the other team has set up, then he's got a better chance to score. The question mm-hmm. is, it's easier said than done. All true. 
Bill Hamid or Clint Irwin? In what sense? Who would you rather have? Hmm. That's what I thought, but thought I'd give you a chance to be something else. Uh, Bill Hamid. Remember we used to play that game? (laughs) (laughs) FMK? No, no, it was much worse than that. Would you rather? Pat B in the bedroom? Yes. (laughs) There there you go, James. Uh, Bill Hamid or Clint Irwin in the bedroom? I go with Clint Irwin. Because he wears that neon kit, so you can see where you're going in the dark. <laughs> nice. Uh, I like James' uh, answer. That was uh, a good answer. Both. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Safe hands. I'm on, I'm on board with that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why is it okay for him and not for me? It was Steve. What? He has credentials. But you have to keep on your credentials. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah, seriously though, Bill Hamid, uh, you know, both of them are competent goalkeepers. Bill Hamid, I think, has a much chance of uh, bringing in a potential transfer fee and all the allocation money that might be wizarded up out of that and then can be replaced with an average goalie. And you know, Like Clint Irwin. There you go. Oh, Hamid for me as well. I just, I, I think, you know, Clint Irwin's impressed me this season so far, but I, I've always loved the way Bill Hamid plays and... I think that I would I would be more than delighted to have him play for Toronto. I hear you're his favorite on the show. Aw, that's lovely. I'll have to ask the DCU guys tonight. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, predictions for this game. Nil, nil. Interesting. One. Javinko with 12 shots, uh, eight of them from outside the box, four of them on target. Uh, Ooh, of them four of them on target. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bold. Getting closer. One, nil. Justin Morrow. Ah. <laughs> I went with a 1-0 as well. As we know, this team does not score more than one goal. And DC was pretty terrible mm. on Saturday in Columbus. And they could not win the game despite being up a man, which, as we all know, is a given. <laughs> I wonder if there was two. What is up two men? Exactly. Would that have made a difference? That I changes wonder. everything. That does clearly. change everything. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting with my current favorite goal prediction of 2-1. For TFC, but still... They're, they lose when they score more than one goal. Did you not we, hear that? No, no, no. Our steamed, our steamed colleague has brought the numbers. As long as they score first, they'll be okay. Mm. It's when other teams score first on TFC and then mm. they lose. That's also a factor. It's true. All right. Well, that is our show for this week. Already? Um, yeah, I know. It seems like we just started. I feel like that's going to be a very tough one to edit. Not, <laughs> I don't have to do it. For that. <laughs> <laughs> Not when he changes your seven points. <laughs> travel. Why is he talking about seven points? There's only four of them. They're Why did he jump travel. from three to six? There's just dead air there. <laughs> this, how does this man have a job? Point the third. Fluffernutter. Join us next week as we recap the DC United game and look ahead to the final of the Trillium Cup <laughs> against Columbus. Who is that coming up this soon? Is it, it's that it is. Soon? It's the end of the month. It's wow. the 31st. I know. Okay. Yeah. The last day of the month. They, everything. they have to 
take down the Honda Indy thing so we can have the parade. Mm. Yes, it's very important. Mm. That's the one that's on a Sunday? I yes. presume it's like national TV. It's like it's such a big game. Exactly, it's like on a Sunday. National TV in the States, Fox or yeah. NBC, it's whichever be, it's it is. It's a like, big deal. Wow. All eyes on us, guys. Okay. Just everyone. And soon the whole world will know what a trillium is. <laughs> everyone wear their trilliums. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I'll pick some natural trilliums. Don't do that. You'll get arrested. Hogweed for all. <laughs> Apparently it's yeah. Anyway, third degree burns. I know. Huh? You're really focused on this. Or linden thing trees. Of- linden trees for all. All right. I have been joined by Duncan D. Fletcher on the Twitter is Mr. Duncan Fletcher. Goodbye, Damien. Goodbye. Au revoir. Whatever goodbye is in Polish, I don't know. Goodbye. Fuck off. Bye. It's uh, <laughs> Malarkey FC on the interwebs, Mr. Tony Walsh. Goodbye to... I don't know in Polish either. <laughs> God damn. Dobre arbus. Yeah, that sounds that like it. Right? Yeah. means yeah. nice melons. VMP <laughs> <laughs> super sub from MLS soccer backslash forward slash colon TFC underscore Reddit. Mr. James Grossi at Grossi. Grossi on the whips on Twitter. No J. I know. No I just J. realized that. That's why I hesitated at Grossi on the Twitters. Well, if this was my last appearance on the show, I'm glad I went down with a bang. <laughs> it's feisty. It was definitely feisty. Uh, as for me, you can find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet at is Casey that Knowles. JKZ Knowles. It is JKZ Knowles. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, JK. Mm-hmm. I like my Jamiroquai. Um, I've been your host, Kristen Knowles, and until next week, Toronto. Yeah, I'm for JK Simmons, guy rather than Jamiroquai, but you know, mm-hmm. just kidding. Mm-hmm. Get used to it. No. Yeah, I know. I'm not at all. <laughs> Is there like some sort of actual froth yeah, course, course set up there? there? Is, yeah, there is, a permanent froth course okay. on the islands no. with like metal, chain metal, no, like, like froth they're like things. They're like basketball nets, but instead of like a hoop, it's yeah. like a hoop of chain that yeah. your frisbee has to go Hoop through. of chains is also an amazing name for a froth podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Say, 70s soul band. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> hoop of chains. <laughs> yeah. Soccer golf, on the other hand. Soccer baseball. Soccer baseball is the shit. All children who had to go to elementary school here had to play yeah. soccer baseball. Okay. What was it called, though? It wasn't called soccer baseball. Was it kickball? kickball we, ours was actually, yeah, they actually said, we're going to play soccer baseball. Soccer, ball. soccer baseball. I think we called it kickball. Baser. <laughs> Just <laughs> sport ball. Yeah. That would be a better baseball. name, sport ball. <laughs> That's the thing that you can sign kids up to do. Sport ball? Yeah, you just go to a gym and they, they play just a bunch of random things with balls randomly. 
I think you that maybe kick them, you maybe throw them here or there. It's for like two year olds. I so think by the end of this podcast, we need to come up with a proper title for soccer baseball. <laughs> Association baseball. That's what mm. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's hard. Damn it. That's very good. <laughs> He feels like he has to do it all alone, and that's a terrible idea, and apparently Vanny doesn't have the balls to tell him not to. But anyway, th- this is for uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Up next on MLSsoccer.com. Yes. Local podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> Local podcaster says. Theorizes this. Vanny in no balls shocker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't think they'd let me use that. No. <laughs> Voted by coal miners everywhere, representing grumpy Englishmen, it's Dunky, Duncan Fletcher. I'm going to do that again. Oh, Donkey Duncan Fletcher. Donkey Donkey Fletcher. Damn it. Tim Campbell on the brain. You're my Donkey Fletcher. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, let me try that again. I like my travel point. <laughs> you like your what? My travel point at Kristen uh, Poo Poo. <laughs> Who knows what the congestion is at Randy's Avenue? <laughs> the Jack Nichols Parkway is particularly. It's a parking lot. It's, <laughs> it's no fairway. And he is fond of designing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, there's like bunkers, bunkers for no place. reason. No. It's a field. <laughs> Why are we taking a one kilometer curve? No, it was a fucking terrible loss. Still rolling, right? Yeah, we need to get that on the record. <laughs>